Bon Appetit Foodcast. I'm Adam Rappaport. This week's episode, I'm calling it the Get Out of Town episode. First up, I talked to Carla Lolly Music, our food director here at Bon Appetit, about uh, when you rent like a beach house or a lake house or a mountain house. And the question is like, what do you bring? What do you bring with you? Because you know the kitchen there is going to be kind of meh. So like, what kind of tools do you bring? What pantry items? How to do it right. Carla is an expert at this, has been honing her technique for years. And then I talked to Brad Leone, BA Brad, our test kitchen manager, uh, about a whole different kind of trip, camping, something I know absolutely nothing about. Brad tells us how to cook in the great outdoors, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Before we get to that, Big news, we are planning a special limited edition podcast series featuring you. This summer, we're launching a new vertical on bonapetit.com, and we'll have details soon. But for now, we need you to call in with all of your cooking questions. Like if you've ever tried to be a recipe that doesn't quite go as planned, we'll walk you through what you might have done wrong. Or want to try one that feels a little intimidating, we'll break it down for you, confused by a technique. We got you there too. This is your chance to call in and talk directly with our test kitchen experts and a chance to hear yourself, your actual voice on the Bon Appetit Foodcast. So email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com and we'll be in touch to coordinate. All right, talk soon. Here we go. Here's Carla. Carla, you love a summer rental. I, I can't live without my summer rental. Like most people would like to go to like Paris or Barcelona. You're like, no, no, I'm good with my screen porch and kitchen. Pretty much. I don't know. When you're, you're a family of four, that overseas flight alone, I think, costs as much as two weeks at the beach. Like, yeah, if you just want to go. Like if we're going to yeah. yeah. I think the first year that we rented a place, we actually wanted to go to Copenhagen as a family. And we were going to do a house swap. And I looked at the airfares. Yeah. And it was like, we could spend several thousand dollars on the flight and not even have eaten a thing yeah. or go away for 10 days. All right. So, so, so <laughs> you sent me, it's like a battle plan that you sent me. You're like Hannibal or something. It's like a four-page outline of your strategy for cooking when renting a summer house for a week or so, whether it's a lake house or a beach house. Um, is it this complicated? Is it this? Is it simple? Like... Talk, well, let's just start out by saying I love a list. Okay. Yes, right. yes, you so, do. <laughs> <laughs> and even better is like a list that you keep in your Google Docs and Ooh. then you can go, I have packing lists and all kinds of stuff. But really when I was pulling together the summer strategy list, I was pulling on a photo that I take every year, right, when we're about to get into the car to drive out to the beach. And it's a picture of my two Rubbermaid plastic bins that are filled with all the things I pulled out of the pantry to bring with us. So that's really, I was like looking at that photograph when Ooh, I made, I've never done that when before. I made this a, list. A visual reminder. Oh yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I did bring the mortar and pestle. Like I'm crazy, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, so, so, so then you have this list so that when you are packing up this summer to go away with the husband and, and boys, you've got your just checking things off the list. I actually won't make a list. I might But make, you just made the list. You well, have I made the, the list. list because I had to show you. This yeah. was like a listed out thing so yeah. you could see the full breadth of my inner workings of my genius. Um, but for myself, no, what I'm going to do when it's time to go to the beach, this whole, whole strategy about this is when I get out to the beach, I want to go to the beach and I want to go to the farmer's markets. I don't want to go to the grocery store 
deal with all the people who are buying their s'mores supplies <laughs> and like buy stuff that I have at home, like olive oil, um, a bag of flour, oats. All right, let's, all right. So let's run down this list. So, so you you have it divided up. You're packing up the the family truckster. You've got pantry things mm-hmm. you raid your own kitchen for, toss in a Rubbermaid bin and stick in the trunk. You've got equipment. Mm-hmm. You've got dairy. You've got farmers market mostly. I, may, I guess that means when you get there, yep. and, and you have meat, fish. So let's talk about. I want to start with equipment, actually. So what, okay. do you, what do you bring based on if you go into a house you haven't gone to before, you're not sure if the kitchen's good or this or that, what do you always bring with you? So there's a couple of considerations is like, what do you have room for? You know, if you're, how packed is your car? How many mm-hmm. people luggage? But basically, I want my two favorite cast iron skillets. So I have a 10-inch like lodge cast iron and I have my little black steel pan. That's for like eggs and stuff? What's yeah, that for? that's like eggs, toasting coconut, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The little one. Because I find when I, when I, every time I've rented like a little beach house, they always have, like, it's always like they only have nonstick exactly. skillets with plastic handles. And I'm like, oh. Exactly. You can't, yeah, you can't throw And they're the usually oven, like you know. deeply pitted and yeah. you shouldn't be cooking on them anyway. I would say that would be the kind of free wild card one mm-hmm. is if you have room, it's, it's nice to have the nonstick for the eggs and the frittatas yes, and the grilled cheeses. I'm going to bet you bring tongs. I definitely bring tongs. I bring um, a slotted spatula. I bring, you mean like a fish spatula? Yeah, like okay. a fr- fish spatula. I also bring wooden spoons because hmm. it is really weird, but in most of the rentals, Plastic. there's either the oh, hideous the plastic, plastic spoons. spoons. Big plastic spoons are the And worst. they're gigantic. Yeah. Why? But you know and what I then, hate? When they, those dumb things they have, <laughs> the clawed plastic yes. spoons that you're supposed to get the spaghetti out with. What is that for? <sighs> it's terrible. And, the, and they're always like too pliable and, and then, bendy. And I just want to throw the thing across the kitchen. And with gigantic, like weird oh, handles. God, um, oh, so there's, <laughs> so I bring my own wooden, a few wooden spoons. Right. And I'll my, bring one like um, silicone coated spatula. Yes, I love that. Um, I'm going to bet you bring a microplane Greater I zester. do. I bring the yep. microplane. Look, I bring my Vitamix. Not everybody's going to do that. Oh, yeah. We use it every day, though. Yep. I mean, it really comes in handy for dressings, for smoothies, for uh, nut milk, rice milk. Honey, you paid for it. You might as well use it. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's a car. Throw it in the trunk and go. I, I will also say, I would argue for bringing your nice um, metal colander. Because they always have those crappy plastic colanders that they bought like at, at the IGA and like the, whoever those people are who buy their kitchen appliances at the grocery store. Yeah. But if you're buying all this fresh fruit and veg and stuff That's at the green call. market, it's I nice to have a, a, a nice colander that has like the little legs and everything. That, I do have that at home. I can't. I don't think that I bring that. I th- and and there well, is kind you, of a plasticky one. You might bring it this year. Well, what I usually bring is the spider, the bamboo spider, or like the large mesh strainer that fits over the sink, so it can kind yeah. of. Be a colander yeah. all right, all right. because I don't know it takes up room. One good chef's knife. Just, I bring. Yeah. I think the best knives to have are a chef's knife, a paring knife, or a little utility knife, mm-hmm. and then kind of optional on the serrated. Most rentals will have the knife that they will have is like kind of a whatever serrated knife yes. or even the steak knife. Like every knife is serrated with those little micro yeah. teeth for both um, bread and tomatoes. Correct. Yeah. Um, um, okay, so what you what's interesting and a sharpening steel. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm not yeah. tomatoes. Uh, yeah. Um, so you have <laughs> a lengthy list, which I think all of this seems pretty ne- necessary in, in, for the pantry. 
I just want to run down a few. Pasta, yes. Short grain white rice. Sure. Wheat berries or farro or rye berries or barley or a few half-consumed bags of each. Is that just for like sort of grain salads and stuff? Yeah, exactly. I usually bring a grain salad to the beach almost every day. I also, the way that I do this is the kitchen, my kitchen's kind of zoned. I don't have an actual like pantry. I have drawers where these things are kept. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't have a pantry with a door. And only you know where everything is. No, I do. It's zoned out. and Yes, but does anyone else know the zoning system? Yes. Okay. People are familiar with it. But so I basically open those drawers and I'm like, oh, I'll bring this. I'll bring that. Okay, this one I love. Raw almonds or cashews or hazelnuts or pecans. I love, in the summertime especially, toasting raw almonds, chopping them up, put them in salads, yep. put them in like a like – a, if I make a rice pilaf sort of situation with a bunch of fresh herbs sure. and charred scallions – uh, they're they great kind of, on any salad, and they come in handy if you're going to make a pesto, and you don't have pine nuts. You oh, use the almond or the hmm, pecan. Yeah, I guess so. I also right. make almond milk with the yeah, Vitamix. Yeah, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> I didn't say you did. Um, I'm also the guy who is, drives my wife crazy, but I will, at the vacation house, wherever I am, I will be the guy who gets up in the morning and drives to the local coffee place to get my iced coffee. She's like, "Can we? why can't we just have coffee together at home? Because I'm like... Because A, I don't like the weird, like, pour-over, too acidic <laughs> coffee you drink, like, in your third wave, whatever, sort of. I just want, like, a nice coffee with a shot of espresso And is that your it. routine at home, too? Like, are you yeah, just replicating up, what you do? Yeah, because every morning after Mar- I drop Marlon, get, get him ready, send him off to school, I go to Cafe Grumpy, I sit there, I drink my ice red eye. So you can actually, like, get up, do something, and, like, have a whole thing before you have your coffee? Yeah, for, like, 25 minutes. They get him dressed. Like, he can dress himself, but yeah. make him breakfast, all that sort of stuff. But I, I need I need that time alone to just like read the sports page and the news. And mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Have my Music coffee. cannot get dressed with, until and, he's had and, coffee. And that would be your he, husband. Only, that's literally his name, Mr. Music. Mr. Music. That's yeah. his last name. He he can barely make the coffee without having coffee. I have I have a friend whose name I won't mention, but who he's he's a well to do fellow and has his, a beautiful beach house of his own. Um he had a very high-end espresso machine installed in his closet, in his wow. walk-in closet. Wow. So he has, like, really good espresso in the walk. So he doesn't have to even go down to the kitchen to take his first espresso of the day. I really hope my husband's not listening to this. I was like, that's baller. All right. Olive oil, <laughs> obviously. Kosher salt, totally. Pepper, spices such as fennel seed, yada, yada, yada. Garlic powder? I love garlic powder. Like, I was just talking about speaking it. Speaking of Facebook the IGA, Live. that's very IGA of you. I find it to be a magical ingredient in almost any dip, like a yogurt dip, a sour mm, cream dip, hit it. and any. Yeah. Just a, it turns anything kind of into ranch immediately. And then it's also great on steaks. I will, great I can on see steaks. That. I will say this growing up, there was nothing I liked more than a box of Kraft mac and cheese. Then sprinkling garlic powder all, all over That's it. That's advanced. Oh, I always sprinkled God. the garlic powder would, at the pizza place. I would eat that entire box like in five minutes. <laughs> uh, uh the Korean sort of hot if sauce. If I have it, I'm not going to go buy gochujang. But if and I have it, I'm th- throwing sriracha, it in there. Sriracha, Cholula, soy sauce, mayo, Dijon. You got to bring the Dijon. Uh, canned beans. I like that. You don't always have to soak beans and do that sort of no. thing. It's okay to use canned and stuff. Red wine, vin. Igor, sure. Nut butter. I, you know what I call that? Peanut butter. I call it peanut butter. Okay. What do you call it? Um, it depends what kind of nut you like your butter to have. 
like, like peanut butter. You don't like peanut butter? I do like peanut butter. That's usually what we have. But if you're not a peanut butter person, maybe you're an almond butter person. I mean, There's a lot yeah, of nut oh, butters. God. Have you been on Healthy-ish? There's like cashew butter. There's I know, but between you making pesto with almonds and nut butter, I just like just, you know. Do you want me to go buy expensive pine nuts? No, I just want you to make peanut butter. You bring peanut butter. Okay, uh, maple syrup for the kids. Fruit jam, sure. All-purpose flour. Coffee and tea. Yes, obviously you bring that. But some people take that for granted. Never, never, especially if you're, you? especially if you're a tea drinker. Well, tea, or especially if you're particular about coffee, like you have to bring the coffee you drink and you have to bring it and you have to bring, oh, you know what you forgot? No, an AeroPress. Well, AeroPress is also a coffee grinder. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep, add it to the list. Mm-hmm. Music. Mm-hmm. Dairy, colon, things you buy at King Collins, ShopRite, IGA, Hannaford, or Piggly Wiggly. What is Hannaford? I don't know Hannaford. Hannaford's like a Pennsylvania, Connecticut mm-hmm. uh, grocery right. chain. You got your good. milk, you got your but- buttermilk. Interesting. For a, for a pancakes, again with the dips, marinades, It's like a fake chicken or something. You'll yeah. throw it in there. Okay. Love buttermilk. Butter, mozzarella, firm cheese, such as aged cheddar, or ricotta salada, or parmesan. Yeah, for all those. Um, I don't know if I'd put aged cheddar in the same family as ricotta salada and parmesan. Wouldn't actually, it? ricotta salada is not really aged. It's pretty fresh cheese. I, it's, did, I didn't say it was. I what said, did we say? You said aged cheddar. Oh, aged. So it wasn't a category of Kimchi, aged. I like having that. Or pickled banana peppers or jarred pepperoncini. Yeah, you need some throw Something spicy, pe- yeah, zingy. To throw on a sandwich. A summer, uh, nothing better than a summer sandwich at lunch. Like, I'm just going to make a little summer sandwich, sit here on the screen porch. Yeah. Or, I'm going to do the whole program differently. What I usually do is I get up, make breakfast, then pack this like extremely fantastic beach cold pack meal to eat on the beach. Mm. But somehow it takes like two hours and it's just like exhausting and annoying. You know what I think is exhausting and annoying? Eating on the beach. I love to eat. hate it. I I don't want to. I, I don't want to eat in the sun. I don't want to eat in the sand. I just like hate the blankets. It's all rumpled and like it's why people like. I'm like, oh God, I'm so annoyed. Last year we're meeting our friends Sam and Alex and Luis and Sasha and Luis, who we've written about in the magazine, makes really wonderful ceviche. Mm-hmm. And so he was at home meticulously making the ceviche, which I'm God bless him, it's so good. But like, so we didn't eat like everything was an pushed an hour back, right? And then we finally get to the beach. But I, I'm like, I don't want to be sitting on a beach towel in the sand eating ceviche in 90 degree weather in the sun. Like, ugh. did you tell him, or did you I suffer was, silently? I, I had my cranky pants on that whole afternoon, <laughs> and I was such a little brat. But I was just like, this is annoying and dumb. Why can't, do, why can't we just? Why can't we have lunch on the on the porch and then go to the beach? So this is what I want to do this year. I do. Look, I like the beach lunch. It is fantastic. No, it's, it's always not. a no, grand you're, you're salad. You're always no, uncomfortable. You have nothing to lean back on. No. Like pe- kids are running around. Sand's getting kicked. You always get some grains of sand in your mouth. It sucks. But that's part of the Well, no. I'm not saying I do, but that is kind of part of the joy. No, part of the joy is having a beach house where you can have a lunch and a nice sort of porch sort of situation and then go to the beach. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do this year. We're mm. going to have caffeinated beverages, and then we're going to f- leave the house. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to hang out at the beach for like a couple hours. And mm-hmm. then when it's like, eh, kind of sick of being at the beach, I'm yeah. hot, I'm thinking whatever, whatever, we're going to come back to the house, yeah. shower off at the outdoor shower, yes. greatest thing in the world, yep. and then have a nice lunch and yes. then go back for like glass yes. off. Yeah. Well, you like you, and then you take a nap and then you go back to the beach like at 5 p.m. when it's awesome. You know when the beach sucks? And that's when you go to the beach. The beach sucks between like 12 and 3. It's just too damn hot. I know. I kind of love it though. I'm I like beach in the morning and I like beach in the late afternoon. 
Farmer's market mostly. So let's talk about the farmer's market. Um, obviously, not everyone has a good farmer's market to go to. You apparently do. You go to Montauk most I go to Montauk, now. but I lo- there's, a, there's a great farmer's market there, but it's only one day of the week. And then there's a farm stand that is spectacular. And that's in Amagansett, which is about 15-minute drive. Meat and fish, obviously. Um, I, I do think it's important, like, wherever you are, it's like, where is, like, the one butcher counter that yep. you can go to and trust? And yep. then... Where is a fish market? Exactly. And obviously, certain parts of the country, you're not going to have a good fish market. Right. Okay, so, all right, so you're buying stuff. Um, you're going to buy clams. I know you're going to buy clams. Yeah, love clams. I love clams. We both, we've talked about this on the show, making vongole, I think is a great linguine vongole. Totally. Or you're using spaghetti. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really do linguine. Throw them all in the pot with some garlic, some oil. I like oil. to do that on the grill. Just put the, the pan for steaming the clams on the grill and then steam them outside. Hmm. Because why get all hot in the kitchen? It's but tiny. you're but you're boiling the water in the kitchen. Yeah, I don't want to be in there where the water's boiling. I just like to be outside. It's so all you, about being out on the deck. Okay, so interesting. So you're you've got the clams are opening up with the oil and the garlic, and you throw some wine in there, white wine in there, yeah. perhaps. And then do you take as they open? Do you take them out and put them in a separate container? Yeah. And then you bring that container into the kitchen. I think I might drain the pasta. I don't know. Either I drain the pasta inside and bring it out, or I come in with the clams. Okay, all right. I've never thought about that before, but that's interesting. Yeah, just because it's a propane grill. It's not like about getting the wood smoke, but it's just another source of heat, and you're outside. You know what I did a couple of summers ago at a summer rental? I um, There was a gas grill, which I'm, as you know, not huge a fan of, but what is nice about gas is that you can set it at an exact temperature, and it stays consistent, which I do appreciate, uh, but brought a big sort of deep dish um, roasting pan out, put it on the on the flames with a bunch of oil, and made like fried fish. Sort That's of an awesome situation use of the outside. outdoor grill. Yeah, so, yeah. It, so it wasn't all oily and stuff inside, which That's is smart. which is not a lot of fun. Uh, so that was good. Um, lobster pasta with burst cherry tomatoes and pesto. I it's, have made that. That's true. Do are you? Buying the lobster yeah, fresh. Yeah. Some people, so because some places you can buy it already steamed so and that sort whole, of stuff. Oh, yeah. No, I don't do that. So the whole, that's like buying pre cut carrots. It's oh, like not geez, in wow. my. <laughs> I don't, I, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a when big they're lobster like soaking guy. in the water. Okay, fine. So imagine that could be shrimp or whatever. Yeah. Um, the whole conceit of this is that your pantry is covered, right? And then you're going to shop really for the perishables or the, the things that you know you want to pick out the day of. Mm-hmm. So your your fish and seafood definitely in that category. And then all the amazing produce, you know, like go frequently. You're not like hustling and bustling in your work life. This is like stop at the place on the way home. So if, to make lobster pasta with the burst cherry tomatoes and the pesto, the only thing that I need to go buy is the lobster because I already hit the farm stand in the morning. So you, so you boil the lobster, you crack it, you pull out all the meat. Yep. And then you're just making pasta with some oil, some garlic, some burst cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Mixing the lobster meat in. Yeah, and then, and then dollop drizz- of uh, pesto. pesto. Mm, all right, I would eat it's that. It's good. Um, interestingly, on your little menu here of things you might be making with all this, these these products and goods you brought with you, um, I don't see BLT on here anywhere. I mean, it's a given. I don't need to write that I have an idea to make a BLT. I, I, hey, I have a great idea. I don't, I don't it's know. It's a BLT. I, I don't know. <laughs> you didn't put it on here. We definitely have BLTs. But, oh, this is a good question, though. I bring them to the beach. Do you bring good bacon with you from your preferred I've market? I've done both. The problem, I don't, I, I'm not above, like, crappy grocery store bacon. The problem is, oftentimes, it's so thin. It, it falls doesn't apart. It doesn't cook as 
evenly. Yeah. Like it, it's a little bit tougher. You know, like, yeah, it can burn. It can fall. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. It can be a challenge. The Applegate Farm Sunday uncured Sunday bacon is pretty good. All right. All right. I'm down with that. Um, and then we have desserts finally. Yeah. Are you, do, are you generally trying to take advantage of farmer's market fruits and stuff at dessert? Yeah, exactly. I I will, if the blueberries are good, I will buy like an unreasonable amount of them because I don't, I'm afraid of them ever being gone and I don't want anybody else to get them. So I buy like a ridiculous amount. I'm like, two's not enough. Maybe I need three. But if we can eat three, then maybe I should just get four. Then do you keep them in the fridge, in the container, or do you take them out? Like, people so treat berries in different ways. So the best way to treat berries yeah. if you're not going to eat them that day. So I eat like four cups of berries in the car, right, in 10 minutes. I'm like, well, those are gone. Nobody even needs to know that those ever mm. happened. And um, if you're not using them the day of, you want to get them sort of spread out. So on a oh, big yeah. dinner plate or a half sheet tray or like whatever – Plat a platter, it doesn't really matter. I always put down um, a layer of paper, paper towel. Yeah. Put the berries. So that way, that way, they're not sitting on top of each other and pressing each exactly, other. Exactly, because they'll just like squash each other. Yeah. And then a damp paper towel like over them, and then put them in. So they're yeah, they're spread out and they're not getting smushed. I imagine you are a maker of freeform galettes. I love a galette. It's really the only way. Also. I don't bring a rolling pin. And the last time I was out there, I was like, guess what? We don't have a rolling pin. So I did the thing where you use a cold bottle of wine. Ooh. Oh, I didn't think about the cold. The cold is even better because that it's keeps the better. butter cold. Yeah. As long as you don't have the condensation. But yeah, uh, it was yeah. kind of, I was like, well, you know what? This is one of those things that you read. And then one day you have opportunity to do. And it's like, it works. Do you have a basic uh, crust recipe that you know by by heart? Not by heart, but it's been on bonappetit.com, so I just look it up real quick. Mm. It's the Jim Dodge, uh, no no Cuisinart, no food processor, no equipment dough. And then you'll throw peaches on there, maybe blueberries. Yeah, blueberries, anything. raspberries, blackberries. Butter anything on the berries or just let the berries be the berries? I don't the really do butter the on the berries, but then there would be whipped cream. Afterwards. Later. Do you do cinnamon ever on the peaches or anything like no, that? No, sometimes I'll do lemon or lime zest yes, and a like squeeze that. of lime juice. And then you should probably like have know the ratio for this, but I'll just toss everything in a light coating of flour if I feel like it's super juicy situation, like blackberries yeah, or why, strawberries. Why do, people, why do people do that? Um, just so that it doesn't juice out all over the place. Mm, It'll help thicken it. Out. You can use uh, cornstarch too, okay. but just a little something, tapioca. All right. I don't bake that often. No, Let's I know. See. Yeah. Yeah. But other people listening might. That's true. Mm -hmm. When are you going to uh, your summer rental this year? Um, end of July. Mm. So the middle of August. Have you filed your vacation request yet? I don't I think I've seen it. remember. Mm. <laughs> you might want to get around to that. <laughs> Carl Ali Music, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure. Brad, full disclosure, I don't camp. <laughs> Well, luckily I do. <laughs> so I, I'm literally like, I know nothing about this, but I have seen photos that you've taken on the Instagram where you're preparing what looks like some, you know, five course gourmet meal on like an open fire somewhere in the in the woods of New Jersey or something. Yeah. Well, most of, well, I want to start off by just saying that camping, is, like cooking and camping, is nothing shy of extra work. I mean, it's it's work and it's not easy. Uh, so it is. It's no, a, hey, nothing worthwhile is. That's right. That's right. If it was easy, everyone would do it. Um, and I mean, and that's why they made stovetops and ranges and, you know, natural gas and electric because it's easy. And, it, you know, instead of making a fire, keeping, you know, a hot fire going, cooking over wood and stuff is, it's, it's a little tricky. But once you get a system going and, and you get a little familiar with it, it's really not that bad. And 
and the whole experience is just a little nicer. And uh, and the food, the food comes out great. I bet it tastes better. Sure does. Because you feel like you've accomplished something. It's always better when you earn it. <laughs> what? All right. So first thing, when we're, we're talking camping and uh, some of the notes you wrote up and, and and you've talked about before, are you generally talking car camping? For the most part. And I mean. And explain like, that. So that's like when you go to a campground. So it's like, it's more like you know, the campground isn't the destination. It's just a place where you can camp and set up your tents and cook outside. I mean, it's still nice, but, you know, there could be, you know, a minivan full of, you know, a family next to you. So it's like you get your allowed, you get your little, little plot and that's it. And there's a little, there's, there's rules. So there's certain things <laughs> I got to tend to avoid them. I, uh, like, like regarding cooking, like what sort of rules? Well, you can only cook in their pit, hmm. which is, you know, it's a little limiting, but it's, it's fine. Um, and they usually have like a big steel circle in the ground where you can, you know, you can burn your wood. And they're, they're actually pretty nice. And they have like the the metal grates that flip over. So it, it, it's not the worst thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, what I like to do is it, it might be illegal, but I like to find like a place in the woods that is not very far from where you park your car. So you can kind of hike it in and then I'll build like a stone pit and cook out there and all right, so you got, you got your big. So you're bringing a cooler with you, right? Packed up with stuff. Let's so let's talk about a little bit about what you're bringing with you on a typical trip in terms of like meats or fishes sure. or that sort of stuff. What, what's your strategy? Well, that's just it. So like, I like to have the biggest thing is having a game plan. Yeah, and uh, you know if you can prep some stuff at home, like I don't need to boil grains camping. You could, but like if you could plan it out so you can kind of prep a lot at home, set up your marinades. Uh, and just have a game plan. So, like, if I do bring seafood, which I like to do because it's it's nice to cook in the woods, other things than, you know, yeah. hamburgers and hot dogs, I'll have it to where I'll cook the seafood on the first day and then, you know, like— the, but, but, So how are you packing up the seafood? You're packing—give like, me an you know, example. What, sort of, what sort of fish are you bringing? Sure. So let's just say, like, sable fish, like okay. black, black cod or something. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep it in, in a Ziploc, you know, and then put that on the, the closest to the ice pack so yeah. that stays nice and cold. And uh, you really kind of want to invest in a, in a decent cooler— you know, you get what you pay for with those. Yeah. Uh, so, what what qualifies as a decent cooler? Usually, the price. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I mean, what brands? I mean, Yeti is. I mean, everyone knows Yeti nowadays. They've gotten pretty pretty popular, but it's uh, they're unbelievable. And I mean, they're you know a little pricey, but like you really do get what you pay for. And I mean, that'll keep it icy cold for like twenty three years, right? For, yeah, for days. I mean, like I just recently went and uh, we were shooting some videos for camping. And we had a Yeti cooler with the ice packs, and it was about three days later, and they were still rock solid, the ice packs in the wow. cooler. All right. And if you can't get Yeti, Coleman, like yeah, Coleman cooler, I mean, sure, classic. Sure. Exactly. All right, so, just, all right. So you, like, for instance, so you'll have, I like that. So you can take, like, say you're, you've got some farro or barley or whatever. You can boil that, put that in a Ziploc bag. Or you core know, containers. Yeah, because you know one day you're going to want to have a grain salad with your steaks at your grill. Right, something other than grilled meat. You're, you're making marinades. Are you marinating the meat? together at that point before you leave the house or do you yeah. wait to do that i set it up all at home so say i got my short ribs mm -hmm. in one ziploc with the marinade you know yep. whatever kind of road you want to take and that gets wrapped up you put that in the cooler you got your chicken different marinade you got your pork chops different marinade and so you're plotting out each meal i know i'm gonna have like pork with some sort of slaw i'm gonna right. make and you're bringing regular vegetables will you do any pre-chopping before you leave or do you try to do that mm. at, at the at, at the site i kind of yeah vegetables and stuff all that i kind of i bring a cutting board yeah uh, i mean that's where you can get like a nice did, you say, did you say cutting <laughs> yeah cutting board 
And uh, that's where, you know, you can even bring like a thin, like plastic one. I mean, I know people frown upon it, but it's super light, mm -hmm. easy to pack, yeah. uh, easy to clean, and you can cut everything on it, no big deal. And yeah, so I'll do all that. I'll cut on site, but like all the, any kind of like um, marinades or cooking grains or something like that. If you can do it at home, I mean, why not? It's it's certainly going to be easier. Yeah. So like, so yeah, sort of like plot out your meals, yeah. know what's going to go with what, marinades, pre-doing any grains, right? sealing up, I'm going to do fish one meal, burgers the next, whatever, steak the next right. night, Sausage, pork whatever. the next. Sausages are a good one. Those are easy, right? Easy. Uh, I mean, you don't even need to marinate them. Um, yeah. But like what's great about the marinated bags is that if you want to, hey, we'll do a little mixed grill. You know, I got two chicken, two pieces of chicken, uh, two pieces of the bone, the short rib, you know, two pork chops. And then tomorrow you can kind of do the same thing if you wanted to. Just have a little variety. It doesn't yeah. have to just be chicken. Okay, I got that. All right. So, all right, so let me – what about um, how does breakfast work with the fire? <laughs> well, it could be a little tricky because, you know, the first thing in the morning, getting up and starting a fire, it's not, you know, if that's in the cards, if that's what you're doing, that's Did, fine. Do you, oh, well, actually, let's rewind. Mm, I do. What sort it. of shape are you in when you wake up in the morning? Are you bringing <laughs> beer with you? Do you have a bottle yes. of whiskey? Like, what's, what's going both. on at nighttime? Usually both. There's usually a little bit of drinking around the fire after, you know, you're all cleaned up and ready to, you know, just hang out. Uh, but beer takes up a lot of room, though. Yeah, you does. have to have your own cool drink cooler, I imagine. Oh, several coolers, yeah. So you've got drink coolers, you've got food coolers. Right. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, especially if you're, like, car camping. Yeah. You know? If you're going to do something where it requires a little more hiking in. I want to I want to get to that. So let's okay. hear car camping. So you wake up in the morning. You're a little like uh, a little groggy, right? I mean, I'm not above bringing. I have like a, I think it's a Coleman, uh, where it's like one of those little fold up propane tank, yeah. like small propane yeah. tank burners. I mean, why not for morning coffee? Totally. I mean, I don't have you know if you're you're hurting or you're just in you know you don't need this big thing because it takes a while to get a, a fire going to a yeah. point where you can cook on it. So what do you and what what about the coffee maker majigger? I have what one of those got? little the little like. Um, steel enamel covered uh -huh. little percolator yeah, things yeah, yeah. works great makes right. a, makes a solid cup of coffee super easy um you know it's just got it's all one contained unit so you don't have like there's no filter or there's no there's no glass or anything crazy like that um but i know people use those uh what are they called like the it's like done by gravity or something the aeropress yeah people yeah, those use are pretty those cool. yeah people like those just gotta yeah I, I endorse those so then all right so you're making coffee so you're not typically breaking out the cast iron and doing pancakes and all that sort of stuff, are you? Well, I'm not a pancake guy. <laughs> so, no. So, I imagine you're not a French toast guy either. Not so much. Not so much. So, what's your typical breakfast if you're camping? Because you're going to be out hiking. You sure. need to fuel up, sure. Brad. Big time. You gotta Come on, man. you got to fuel up big time. So, what I like to do is I like to get some protein and I like to get some uh, some carbohydrates, maybe a little vegetable in there, too. Yeah, I'm familiar with the basic food groups. All right. Thank you, Brad. What's good to use? Yeah. I mean, uh, I like to bring a chunk of like some kind of smoked meat, whether it be like bacon, pancetta, guanciale, or something uh -huh. like that. You throw that in your cast iron, get that nice and. But you what know. you just said, there's not a fire. No, well, you got your propane here. Oh, your propane. Okay, so you're just a propane. If, okay, if you're doing right. that. Yeah, yeah. You all know? right, so you, you throw some to your heat pancetta source. or guanciale. Or bacon. You're the, you're the only camper I know who brings guanciale with them to go camping. Not anymore. Not <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just thought usually with breakfast, I kind of always tend to kind of do the same thing. It'll be like if you have some leftover meats from the other night or something like that or even some grains, I like to make kind of like a little hashy cast iron like a riff on baked eggs where you get all your potatoes, you get your meat or whatever going. And, uh, and then I just like make little dimples, like a, like a baked egg thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and then you crack the eggs in there and just cover it with a little foil. 
always bring foil camping. It's like okay. the best tool ever. You can just do everything with it. You can clean, clean the grates with it. You can clean. You, it can be a, you know, a lid for any pan. It can, you know, it's just wrap your corn or your potatoes or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's just good to have around. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I'll just do like it's just a real simple in a cast iron. Maybe heat up some like English muffins or some bread or something, and uh, and that's usually a pretty hardy way to start the day. I would say so. What about cleaning everything? Because I imagine that's important, right? right. So what, what I like to cook on the most uh, is like, you know, like a little wire resting rack that you would put on a sheet tray or something yeah. that you would, you know, rest meat on. I like to bring those and set those up to cook on them. Mm. Super lightweight, super easy to clean, or like a French skillet or a cast iron. And then I just bring one, like a piece of steel wool. Okay. And I mean, you don't even really need too much water. I just kind of just scrape it out real good with the steel wool and then blast it back on the heat and... Give a little wipe out with yeah. a rag, and you're kind of good to go. Have you ever had any encounters with bears? Yeah, I grew. Yeah, oh for sure. Where I grew up was uh, like a little bit of black bear country in New Jersey. Believe it or not. Did you wrestle them? <laughs> I avoided wrestling them, but I've had some some pretty close encounters. You know, is that because you left food out? Yeah, they were in the. They were. We had some food out, or you know, even if you put your food up in a tree. I mean, those things, they smell that from miles away, yeah. and it's just sending off a dinner bell. They're gonna come. You could leave, you know, a little one piece of, of rib bone out, and that thing, the bear's coming from five miles away, you know? See, that scares me. Well. That's like people who surf where they know they're sharks. I don't get that. <laughs> good waves are good waves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm scared of grizzly bears. Brown bears, grizzly bears, they they terrify me. Uh, I don't, I never really did much camping in brown bear country. Uh -huh. um, but you're black bears, you're like, whatever? Maybe because I grew up with them, I'm just a little more. I mean, that can be just as dangerous. Yeah. A big, you know, a big Big black bear is, is pretty dangerous itself. But uh, do you do you camp with like a big crocodile Dundee knife? Mm, no, I'm not a big no. fan of the Bowie knife. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, like a good a good hatchet. You're gonna attack a bear with a hatchet? Hey, man, whatever it takes. A bear comes at you, you know, go right for the eyes and nose. You know. Okay. All right. Lesson learned here. All right. So all right. Let, all right so you got your hearty breakfast. Then you go for a hike and stuff. Yeah. Whatever you want to do, go for a swim. You know, whatever yeah. your your activities your activity. for the day are. Is lunch generally a not fired sort of meal? Is that more like sandwiches or whatever, cured meats and right. cheeses and stuff? Or is that generally what you do? It's usually a little smaller. It's kind of like you play the vibe, how everyone's feeling. Yeah. You know, if we're just hanging out and we want to do it, then, you know, then you do it. But uh, for the most part, it's the it's a little more simpler, you know, um, just thinking you're going to be doing that for dinner. That's yeah. kind of like yeah. the main event. Yeah. Uh, and like lunch, like when I'm going camping, it's usually not like, I'm not like in the middle of nowhere. Like, you know, sometimes we like, we're going to the beach or we're going somewhere yeah. and we'll pick up lunch or, you know. Right. But if you, yeah. What 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 have been some cooler or more ambitious things you've cooked for dinner while camping in the last couple of years? Lobster has been pretty good. That works out really well. Um, Where are you getting the lobster from? Well, you bring it with you. Or bring say, it, yeah. I like to do a lot of camping, you know, kind of by the coast. Uh -huh. So you can hit up a little, you know, a little fish store. And that's yeah. a good thing, too. If you want to cook fish and not pack it, you go, say you're going camping out in Long Island or something. Uh you go and you like you set up, you get everything going, and then you go get your fish. Just so it's a little easier. A little for for the lobster, are you grilling them? Or are you boiling then grilling? Like, what's your lobster strategy while, while camping? I, I, I've, I used to a couple times wrap them in foil and put some water in the foil or a little wine, so that inside the foil it kind of steams. A little old bay, and uh, sucks if you're the lobster. <laughs> that's his problem, man. <laughs> and uh, he'd do it to you. Um, and that that's worked out really well. I've grilled them just straight up on the th on the thing. That works out well too. But I like I think 
lobster goes really well when you have a little bit of moisture to it. I find I've done the grilling thing before. Um, I find it challenging, especially if it's in the dark, which has happened to me, um, to grilling them enough but not overcooking them. Yeah. Because, like, you don't want to have that, like, undercooked lobster, but then if you grow it too much, it becomes it's like really leather. tough. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough fight. Yeah, it's sweet a sweet spot. spot. Yeah. All right, lobster, that's cool. What else? Anything else interesting? Yeah, I mean, like, on, on the seafood road, I mean, oysters and, like, clams and stuff are really great to just put on the grate. And as soon as they start to – my favorite way to eat those grilled, I don't want them cooked all the way through. As soon as the oyster just starts to open a little, you go in with your knife and just help it open the rest of the mm-hmm. way. And the outside of the flesh will be kind of will be cooked, and like the color will change and look a little cooked. But the inside is just is raw, but like warm. Warm, yeah. And it's just like a little oyster ocean flavor bomb. Do you hit it with any hot sauce or melted butter or anything? No, nothing. No, maybe. I mean, I I like a little bit of vinegar or something if you you have it. A little lemon, but I just like them straight. Do you ever go to New Orleans and have like the roast grilled oysters like they do there? No, sadly, I've never been. Oh, Brad. I know. Everyone says I would really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> One of these days. You might not come back. Yeah. I heard – so you were shooting some videos for your wildly popular series on the YouTube and the Bon Appetit.com. Oh, yeah. um, it's Alive with Brad. Um, I heard there was a little accident. Yeah. So, well, I brought a tool that I usually don't bring man- uh, uh, camping is I brought a mandolin. And and that's fine. I love mandolins. I would still bring it again. Did you bring your chef's jacket with it? No. I know, seriously. But I brought it. It's a little mini mandolin. I'm a huge fan of the mini mandolins. You know, they're only like two and a half inches wide, maybe like four inches long. See, that just sounds like a bad idea. I was doing little baby Yukon gold oh, potatoes. It, it's really Vinny's fault. But why? Why were you doing ba- Why were you mandolining you baby Yukon gold potatoes? Well, I'll tell you. I was making breakfast. This is at like nine in the morning. So mm. wasn't drunk, nothing like that. Um, and but was, you might have been hang, hungover. No, not really. No, no, no. okay, all right. We were good. And uh, and I was doing a little like egg kind of thing. With, I had my little guanciale going already. <laughs> and I was just, I, you could just cut them by hand, but I, you know, this was off the camera, thank God. And uh, I was just doing the potatoes to throw them into the cast iron. Oh, so, you know, do that nice little egg thing. And uh, Vinny, classic Vinny, distracted me talking. Vinny being our director camera guy. Yeah. And uh, he distracted me talking about bow hunting or something. And uh, my, I, I just oh, turned. Oh, okay, okay. Ah. It didn't hurt. It didn't. Okay, I like. I literally. I'm the guy who. This is a true story. I the last time I had blood taken at the doctor, I literally passed out. Oh, oh, you're that guy. And they, they literally they they put the needle in. Boop, my head hit the table. Well, good thing you weren't there because yeah. you would have been. Okay, all right, all right, on the ground. Anyways, um, <laughs> do you do you bring first aid stuff with you while camping? I do now. You do now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's a, honestly, I mean, that is that's in my little talking points here. Okay, it is a great idea. To you bring should. Stage, yeah. All right, I, we endorse that. Um, are you uh, a dessert guy while camping? I mean, not that's like where the whiskey comes in, but um, <laughs> not not really a dessert guy. Okay. I mean, maybe a little uh, grilled stone fruit. Okay, um, you can make like a little Dutch baby or something. I mean, something like, kind of simple. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm like an ice cream kind of guy, you know. So yeah. like, I'm not really. But you making... realize, you realize, Brad, you have a son now. Yeah. And when he's old enough to go camping, you know who's going to want dessert? Well, then you know who's going to He's going to want yeah, not him. No, he, <laughs> not him. Yeah. Dad's making dessert. Yeah, I don't know. I hope he likes fresh berries because yeah. that's about <laughs> the extent we're going. I'm going to say no. He, that won't, that, that's not dessert in his mind. Yeah. Um, have you, have, besides slicing your finger off, um, have you had any fails while camping, cooking? You know what I mean? Has anything not worked out at all as you, as you had hoped? Well, that's a good question. I mean, that's kind of... Outdoor cooking is you're constantly adjusting. Yeah. And, you know, if something it's not, you know, 
Fails, yeah. I mean, I've had a few, of course, uh, you know, where I thought the potato was going to be cooked and it wasn't fully cooked yet. When do, or do you do a lot of things where you put, like, veg or root vegetables in the embers to yeah. sort of bury them in there at the foil? Yeah, that works great, like sweet potatoes or beets. But you really um, got to make sure they're done. A lot of times, like, hey, the steak's ready. Okay, I'm, I'm right. sure the potato's ready. And then there's not an underdone potato? Not so good. No, not so good. Um, I mean, just like cooking at home or, or anywhere in a restaurant – uh, one of the biggest things and most challenging parts I find is timing. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, getting that to get, but like fail, um, I've had like the great fall oh, and yeah. like, you know, my steak fell into the coals oh, or something, but. But that's just cowboy steak, right? That's it, man. Yeah. Nothing a little, you know, yeah. pat of the hand can't take brush care off, of. Brush off the coals. Um, <laughs> what, uh, oh, this is an interesting point you brought up earlier on your little memo. Um, you have, that's like, there's that saying, don't bring sand to the beach, but you do have to bring wood to the forest, right? Well, can't. Right. And a lot of places, a lot of campgrounds won't let you bring your own wood. You have to purchase it there. Huh. Uh, I think that's because of invasive, invasive species yep. of insects and stuff. Yep. But um, if you're going to be cooking, and if you're on your own thing and that's not the issue, you can always just, you know, have the idea of, all right, everyone go find some firewood, which is great for just a little pop-up fire where you're just going to be, you know, staring at the flames and talking to one another. But if you want to cook, you really kind of want – like a seasoned hardwood yeah. because the charcoal, the coals that it makes, are, it's just going to be, you know, non-comparable to going and collecting half wet or half rotten or half green wood that's going to burn and smoke and just not really. When you're cooking, you really want hardwood. Um, how often do you do like non-car camping where you're out for like three days with backpacks and that sort of stuff? Not as often as I'd like. Uh, I mean, that's it's a whole nother animal. Yeah. As far as gear and what you're bringing in, you know, we're not bringing, you would, I would imagine you're probably not bringing lobsters. You're not, <laughs> you're not bringing many, uh, like cast iron pans and there stuff. There, it's a lot more dehydrated camping food and yeah. a lot of cured meats and things and, that. Yeah, you're certainly not bringing your hardwood um, or charcoal for that yeah. matter. So I think that's just a whole, if you're doing that, then you probably know what you're doing already. Yeah. You, um, know, you don't need the Bonapit food cast to tell you. Not for that one, probably. <laughs> not, I don't know if we're there yet. Um, but yeah, I think that. That's just a whole nother animal. Uh, I would like to do it. It's uh, it's a little more selective as far as what you're eating. But there, I guess if you're hungry, you'll eat just about anything. Yeah, I, be, I don't even go ca- car camping, so I'm not going into the woods <laughs> for four days. Um, you, on your on your memo, it said, Adam won't like it, but I'm not against making soup. Oh, Chicken yeah. soup, seafood. You make soup while camping, yeah, right? So I, always, I do. so I always bring one like medium-sized like, stock pot kind uh-huh. of thing. And, uh, you know, that's great. You just get, a, you know, water's easy to get. So you just, you can throw your grains in there if you want. You can throw, you can just kind of make like a goulash. And if you want, you can, you know, you throw a couple crabs in there, throw, you know, uh, some extra sausage you have. And it just makes, it's a real comforting, especially on a hot day. I don't mind a, a, hot, a hot bowl of soup on a hot day either. Um, <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus. You know, soup, it's just, it cools you down a little. It's just, it's just good food. Um, it's just good food. Yeah. And it, it, it probably makes the whole campsite smell nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's real nice, and it's and it's and it's easy. How much? How much are you sharing with or borrowing stuff from your other campers at the site? Like, hey, do you have any? Zero. Really? No. I don't. I don't need anyone's, anyone's wow. Uh, help. Wow. Wow. I'm a man of preparation, and <laughs> I usually bring too much, or you know, I'm an over planner when it comes to that, just because it makes life easier. And, uh, yeah, I'm not forgetting the ketchup. I'm, oh, can I borrow an onion? No, this ain't the suburbs. You know, I got my own thing. <laughs> Brad Leone, always prepared to go camping with mandolins, ketchup, and everything else yes. a man or woman needs to go camping.
and a headlamp. Bring, if I can oh, end yeah. on anything, yeah, yeah. it's bring a headlamp because you never, you know, things always take a little longer oh, yes, than you. Do. And then, like you said, with your lobsters, all of a sudden you're, you're cooking over something, someone, you know, your, your kid's holding the flashlight or something, and <laughs> headlamp is just the most useful tool. Headlamp and a first aid kit. All right, Brad, thank you very much. My pleasure. Bon Appetit Foodcast is produced by Emma Wurtzman and Carrie Polis and edited by Mitra Kaboli. Our theme music is by Valerie and the Grady's with additional music by Nathaniel Wurtzman. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And if you want to tell us about this or any other episode, email us at bonappetitfoodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.